Hey everybody, welcome to uh, yet another episode of Easy Tarot Lessons. I am your host, uh, same guy as always, Dusty White, author of Advanced Tarot Secrets and the Easiest Way to Learn the Tarot Ever. Uh, I got Becky with me again. Becky is one of my absolute favorite students. Hey Becky. Hi Dusty. Thank you for joining me this evening. Uh, Becky brought up a very good idea for a topic. Uh, I'll let you sum it up. Uh, tell tell the folks at home, please, what we're going to talk about this evening. Um, I think um, when is the right point to start um, charging for a, a reading? Because, you know, do I read your book and then the next day set myself up and start charging people hundreds and hundreds of pounds slash dollars for reading? You know, to me, that doesn't feel right um, is there a preparation process you should go go through? What would your advice be for the point that people s- should start charging? Um, you know, when do they know that they're ready in heavily inverted commas? No, thank you very much. Heavily inverted commas. I, I like that. <laughs> I think we call them uh, quotation marks over here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> d- d- no, just so everybody in the world understands, depending on your geography. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, great. That's a great question. I don't see it a lot in books. I, I don't see a lot of reputable and valuable information. So we're going to try to take a stab at that in the next 30 minutes. Uh, please take notes, everybody. Um, well, when do you start charging for readings? Well, it's, it's tempting to start charging for readings right away. Um, I do know that a lot of people read a few books and want to start charging right away or get hired by a phone uh, service or an internet service or, you know, you sit there on the computer and clients magically call you and you're like, oh, and you give readings and it's it's fun, you know, uh, but the temptation is, is so strong to leave your boring old job and start getting paid to tell people your opinions. I mean, I I've done it, you know. I'm obviously I uh, I did leave my old job. I answered an ad in newspaper. Um, it, sometimes serendipity works like that, but that is um, the exception to the rule. And uh, when an opportunity comes like that, you really have to be ready for it. And that's what we want to do. We don't want people to jump in the pool too quickly and drown. Uh, we don't want people to sit on the uh, side and dip their toes in and be afraid. We want to kind of give them swimming lessons. We want to make sure that um, people are ready to charge uh, at the moment when it's just right and um, charge the right amount for their skill level so that over time they can charge, you know, not just charge. I mean, you can put up sign right away. It says, you know, charge $10,000 an hour. Um, whether or not you get any clients is a different story. But, um, yeah, if you jump in too soon, uh, and, and I've seen it happen time and time again, uh, it turns out badly for both the reader and the client. The reader is stressed out, and the client says, I just wasted my money, uh, and then tells people what a crappy reader you are, which makes it hard to actually do this for a living. Um, there are tens of, if not hundreds, there's there's at least tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people who do reads the cards, reads the cards and listening, probably millions of people. 
but the number of people who actually make a living at this is, is far less than that. Um, if anybody's asking, oh, what the hell does this guy know? Uh, you know big mouth. It's a good question. I, I wake up every day and say, what the hell do I know? But I've been doing this for several decades uh, professionally. I uh, have been screwing around with the tarot since I was about 11. And um, I have been professionally reading the tarot for a couple of decades. And I've been teaching the tarot for a couple of decades. I've seen a lot of people try and fail to make a full-time living reading. Uh, I've seen others get by, you know, have a little shop or they work for somebody or they do it part-time. And I've seen some people make a good living out of this. Um, I want to impart this knowledge. Um, I'm not here to tell you, you know, do it my way. I'm here to say, this is what I know. I've worked with hundreds and hundreds of psychics in person heard my podcast, you know, I've been there in the trenches. Um, I've been to the $5 special, you know, readers. I've uh, Renaissance fairs, uh, Beverly Hills Agency, uh, Psychic Phone Lines, Internet. Uh, been there, done it, seen other people, talked to them, authors, teachers. So I just want to distill all that knowledge and give it to you in the shortest, most succinct, uh, and hopefully most accurate method possible. And uh, take all this with a grain of salt, but if you uh, ignore the advice that you're going to learn today, uh, I can almost guarantee you're going to fail. So let's get into this. Um, let's just make one thing clear. Just, there's a lot more to being a professional reader than being able to simply cast a spread and dole out advice without needing to look at the book. Um, Becky, I've been ranting. What's your thoughts on this? Um, <clears throat> I think, although sort of obviously in a similar a similar vein, I think the other thing that really, really sticks with me, and it's purely and simply because I've seen it happen with someone that I kind of know loosely recently who essentially from what I can gather has read a book not your book I hasten to add um and all of a sudden has set herself up on Facebook as um if I didn't know her background I'd think that she'd been doing it for years and doing it well and I think the other thing that niggles me is the fact that you've got somebody opposite you who has come to you for advice and you know it's stressing the importance of the position you're in because what I kind of Hmm. I find giving readings for people a bit of a double edged sword because there's there's a huge responsibility involved because the advice that I'm giving people have paid to come and take. Um, and they might and, make decisions based on what yes, you say. Yes. Um, and so, you know, this is this isn't playing around. And, you know, people go for a reading if they've got a real life issue, whatever it is. So. You know, that concerns me in the fact that it's also from the, the client's perspective that nobody's going to know. I could, you know, anyone could set up tomorrow, but you're, you've, you have got that weight of responsibility. And I think for me, it's almost beyond, you know, you're only ever going to be as good as your last reading because you give a bad reading and people will tell their friends about it. You give a good reading, people will tell their friends about it. 
But, you know, I think that's the bit that really, really pounds my soul is the fact that it's a position of responsibility. So it's almost kind of, yes, the temptation is to go out. The thing is, I wouldn't want to squash anyone's enthusiasm at all. Um, but I do think that there's the responsibility. So you owe it to the people in front to have done the work, to have done the groundwork. You know, I say this every single time to kind of go through all the exercises, to get to know your cards, to go through all the spreads so that when someone comes to you, you are almost 100 percent. Well, you are 100 percent, but you're there doing your very best. You're prepared. And I mean, you used the analogy at the beginning of swimming. It's a bit like, you know, I could come to you not knowing how to swim. And leave, and I'm quite happy swimming with armbands. I'm not then going to stand on the side of a lake, take them off, and sort of start swimming in water that's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of meters deep because I'm going to drown. And this is no, this is no different. You know, you don't have one driving lesson and then decide that you're going to drive a Formula One car. So it's the preparation behind it. And I think I agree with everything you're saying, but for me personally, it's also the fact people realizing that it's a kind of privileged position that you're in because people come and share really intimate parts of their lives and you know the cards don't lie you get inside people's heads so you're you're kind of laying bare what people are thinking and feeling and asking for advice so it it's making sure you're prepared and this is why I wanted to talk it through this evening and I wanted to kind of you to give your input because it's knowing when it's the right point morally and knowledge wise to start charging and i've got on a bit of a rant now so i'm going to stop talking but i really feel this so strongly it's kind of it's why i wanted to cover it this evening morally well see that's that's an interesting point because i'm i can talk till i'm i'm blue about when the best time uh technically uh or skill wise is uh to start charging and I can give you all kinds of ways to um, ethically make a lot of money reading and and how to step up your your value. I mean, you don't just jump right in and start charging the big money right away, um, you know, and how to build up a successful clientele. But morally, that is such a such a strong point. Uh, I'm not going to disparage any particular reader. However, there is a um, a trend that has been going on for a long time here in the United States. I don't think it's only the United States, but uh, I can't speak for other countries. But I'll give you an example. Um, the neon sign with the giant palm is ubiquitous to uh, card readers. Um, I've been fortunate to travel um, all over the country and I've seen this time and time again where there'd be a little cottage or a little uh, retail storefront but it's usually you know, in a college format and uh, big big neon sign with a hand or a sandwich board you know a little tent tent board um, that uh, says uh, five dollar reading special you know tarot cards or, or palmistry and um as I have heard reported on the news and uh, from second and third party sources, take this as you will, I'm not speaking about anyone in particular, um, the general methodology 
is um, it's the lost leader concept. If you go to uh, Safeway or any other store and they sell you Coca-Cola for a dollar a six pack or a pound a six pack, um, they're not making the money off that, but uh, you're going to buy Doritos for four bucks a bag. You know, you're going to buy milk and eggs. So they, they need to get you into their store based on the fact you're just going to Hey, as long as I'm here, I might as well buy some groceries. So that's what's called a loss leader. Um, is anytime a store advertises something and it's so ridiculously cheap, you'd say, well, how can they do that? Well, that's their advertising. They say it's going to cost us this much money. And hopefully people will come in and buy other things that we try to price reasonably, but we actually make a profit on. Um, well, translate that into the psychic world. And... Uh, it's a long-standing, I mean, it's not even a joke, because jokes are when people laugh, but uh, dare I say it's a long-standing joke that you walk in and, you know, you get your $5, 10 reading, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, someone has a gypsy curse on you, um, or, oh, I see bad things happening, and I had, um, um, I, I used to get emails from this lady, uh, lady, it was, um, I'm not going to mention the name because it was a flat-out scam out of uh, Las Vegas, Nevada, of all places, where um, or Henderson, uh, and which is basically suburb of Las Vegas, where this grandmotherly type of lady, um, or the image of a grandmotherly type lady, would send out emails saying, um, "Oh, get a reading." And then, you know, when you didn't get a reading or you didn't pay or you got your free reading and you didn't pay um, because no money had changed hands, uh, she would say, or she, the person who wrote the email, I mean, there's, I, I put up pictures all day and, and pass myself off as a grandmother off the internet and nobody would ever know because it's just an image and it's, and it's email text. And you think, oh, it was coming from some kindly grandmotherly lady. And it would say, oh, I've gotten word that uh, uh, I have a special message for you and it's uh, only going to cost you $150. And then if you didn't respond to that a couple weeks later, you got another email. It's like, it, it's really urgent. I mean, it, my guides have told me that I could release this information to you for only $75. That's no different than the Nigerian scam. You know, hey, I've won $25 million. Right? Let me uh, put it in your bank account and I just need to send me some money and we'll split it. Um, and I know this because I've talked to other people who've gotten the same email. I've signed up under different emails, and uh, the same. I've had the same. I've had the same email. It keeps coming. It's always the exact same words, the exact same grandmotherly lady, and they changed images. And it's like, oh, now it's a different person. But it's funny because it's the same scam. So be careful. This is what's going on out there. You talk about people charging money. We are in, an, in, in, in we are in an industry of thieves and liars and amateurs and jackasses and sociopaths. Um, if we are ever going to get respect individually, we have to get respect collectively. We have to go above and beyond. Excuse me. Sorry. We have to go above and beyond. We have to um, dole out better service. Than, than is rightfully expected. Um, 
because we're being judged against um, the harsh reality of, of you know the fact that the world is filled with some people who aren't just that nice and uh, you know are very good at scamming people. So there is that, but but to the point. Let, let's say that somebody is earnest and wants to learn how to do this and wants to make a living and they don't like their job and they want to quit. I say that the best time to start uh, reading professionally, to understand, to, to know when this time is, uh, we have to look at other professions. Uh, let's look at other professions that are similar to ours, that have the same clientele as ours. Um, First off, let's start with the obvious. And this may not be fun to hear, but this is absolute fact. Psychiatrists, psychologists, therapists, counselors, um, these people have to be trained and certified before they get to give you advice. This can take years uh, of education and hundreds of thousands of dollars can you imagine, Becky, if I said, I will teach you to be a professional, not the greatest one in the world, I will teach you to be a professional certified tarot reader. Your tuition is going to be about $85,000 for the basic. Um, you'll get your MT, Masters of Tarot, and it'll take you four years. Mm-hmm. Holy crap. Nobody'd sign up. Oh, I'll just be a mechanic. Um, yeah. <laughs> Ah, just clean some houses. I mean, you're going into debt. You don't even have a client. You're $85,000 in debt plus four years of rent and uh, food and, and whatever else, you know, that that because it's not just the tuition of school. It's it's four years of life uh, that you you have to cover before you can get to zero. You know, I've made my first dollar. No, you haven't. I I've made my. I will make my first dollar 10 years from now. You know, I, it's taken me that long to, to dig myself out of debt. Um, and then don't forget, you know, in, uh, what's it called? Interest. Yeah, interest. Um, yoga instructors uh, have to put in hundreds of hours of course learning before they can teach professionally. Uh, Reiki. Uh, when I was uh, involved with Reiki, it was $1,000 um, for level one, three thousand dollars for level two, and ten thousand dollars for level three. I mean, you're fourteen thousand dollars in. People are bitching about spending twenty-two dollars on a tarot book. You know, if you want to do this professionally, you should treat it professionally. That doesn't yeah. mean you have to go out and spend uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars. Hell, uh, my students. Uh, my courses have been incredibly affordable uh, up till now. They've been about you know three four hundred bucks, uh, and that's you know nine weeks, three four, sometimes five times a week. Um, I mean, I I drill my I, I I drill my students when when they get when they graduate from my course, they're pretty good. Um, but the point is that it it may sound like a lot. I spend. Four hundred dollars to learn the tarot, and I'm and I'm cheap. You know, you get. You, I mean, there are many other tarot experts out there who you may choose to learn from. That's cool. 
charge a lot more than I do. They're not better than I am. They're not worse than I am based on the price. It's a matter of what can you afford? Who do you like? And make sure you get your money's worth. You, know, you want to spend $1,000? Absolutely, spend $1,000. Hell, I might charge $1,000. Um, it's not about the money. It's about the education and the information. And um, given that the goal is to walk out and start charging a dollar a minute, you know, or $60 an hour. Well, $60 an hour, that adds up real quick. You know, if we, um, let's say a 20 hour work week, you know, forget this whole 40 hour work week. Let's, let's be realistic and say you work 20 hours a week. Uh, let's see, my math sucks. It's about $1,200 a week. That means in one week you've tripled your investment. Um, and then from there it's all gravy. So I don't want anyone to be put off of investing in their education to read professionally. Um, but it's not about the money that you pay or the letters you get behind your name. It's about the quality of the information that you can put out and realize that when you go to your yoga instructor, your yoga class or your exercise class or your personal trainer, uh, your therapist, all of these people, uh, even the, in the industries where that's not governmentally regulated, uh, there's still a lot of training, years of training they had to go through. And this is very few instructors uh, go, oh, I'd like to teach yoga. So they just go to yoga school to teach yoga. Most of the time, uh, people who instruct um, yoga or instruct tennis or, or or personal trainers, they've already had a passion. They've they've gone to school just to learn the stuff. They've been read books and practiced it, and then you know they they went on to um, teaching it, or then they went on to um, you know be professionals. So if we're just starting out. And we want to go professional right away. We have to uh, kind of apply the brakes and, and think this through. It's not impossible to start quickly and, and go into business or get a job. But again, here's another option. I mean, another, I'm sorry, option. What am I talking about? Here's another thing to consider running your own business. And I can tell you this because I've been in business since I was a kid, like not by choice. Uh, screwed up capitalist family, uber capitalist family. Um, I went out to get a paper route. Do they have those, uh, Becky? Um, I mean, yeah, I yeah, 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 my old, yeah. My you old ride your little bike and you boy. throw the paper or whatever? Yeah. I went out to get a paper route because, I mean, I was like 13. Well, paper route, yay. Well, I called the newspaper and they put me through to the wrong place. Um, so I got my job and I was all excited and the guy picks me up in the van, which sounds creepy now. <laughs> like, here's a guy driving around with a bunch of, uh, little boys and say, in a van, <laughs> creepy way van. Uh, and he'd drop us off in the neighborhood and say, here's a newspaper, go bang on every door and explain to people that they should subscribe to the newspaper. So here I was selling new newspaper subscriptions. I was a door-to-door -door salesman at age 13. 
um, you know, dogs biting me. Uh, I just got bit. Like, oh, I was angry too. Um, people slamming doors in my faces. All I wanted to do was go, hey, paper away, you know, throw the paper. So, in essence, uh, being I was a pure commission, I was I was in my own little business since you know thirteen, which was scary as hell. If you want to go out and start your own shop, if you want to go out and read for clients professionally, nothing wrong with that. But life as a freelancer is tough. And if you're if you're ready for it, go for it. But if you're looking look, I'm sorry if this pisses you off, but if you got a, if you have an employee mentality, then then don't do it. Be an employee. An employee mentality says, I wanna show up, sit down and people will tell me what to do. I do it. I go home. I get paid. There's nothing wrong with that. I know what I want to do. I want somebody else to take all the risk and build the company and generate income. And I'm just going to show up, do my job, and go home. That's great. I did that for years. Matter of fact, I did that year in the military. And I'm sorry, I wasn't in the military. I was in the Marine Corps. Um, boy, that was a huge fuck up. Um, I wake up, do my job, and and be off duty and sit around and figure out you know, what I'm supposed to be doing. But it was really easy. I people told me where to go, what to do, and I knew how to do it because I was trained. Um, that's wonderful. If you want to work for uh, one of those phone lines or internet services, the pay is low. You won't get a lot of clients unless you get in with a great service and or you advertise yourself but at least you know you, you show up and do your thing if you want to read uh, freelance we'll, we'll talk about that I'll talk about that all day but that's a different uh, thing so that's the first thing you need to understand but remember that going into this professionally and and the money by the way is in freelance I, I firmly believe that's that's the fastest easiest way to make a good living and go full-time working for somebody else the current uh, climate and the uh, corporate structure of these places I just don't see I see the corporations making money I don't see the individuals uh, making money because there's too many readers there's there's too many people um, and not enough clients so just everybody reads a few times a day and, and they burn out and there's always more people it's like Hollywood there's always more people coming to Hollywood I want to be a star. I want to be a star. <laughs> well, we got all this talent pool, so we can get to pick and choose. Um, going back to this, though, <sighs> other professions, other trades have schools. To be a cosmetologist, you know, cut people's hair. Hell, just to be a manicurist, you got to go to a couple hundred hours of, of schooling. Um, we don't have to do that. I mean, if we compare all of that to the ease of reading a book or or let's say you didn't even buy a book uh, you just read what's on the internet if you want to believe that and uh, you know why pay for it because it's free yeah I'll just read on the internet and then I'm gonna start charging people a dollar a minute or two dollars a minute that's sixty to hundred and twenty dollars an hour in your pocket it's more than most people ever make per hour so we read a book and suddenly we're charging sixty to hundred dollars an hour to, to read people's cards, we can see the problem with our industry. And I don't mean the harbinger of doom, but it's, we got a lot of crappy people in this industry. And and my job 
is to help you because you're taking the time to listen to me. And I thank you for that. My job is to help you not be that guy. Don't be that guy. I want you to be a shining example. And that's the best and easiest way to build up a huge clientele is to be that shining example and have people tell their friends about you. Have people come back over and over again. Not in a psychic junkie way. Oh, I was here yesterday. Tell me what's going to happen today. But help people get results in their life. And then, uh, you know, to come back. Um, one thing I've learned from uh, cosmetology school when I went there, and esthetician school. Yeah, I know I did all that stuff. And I dated hairdressers. So one thing I learned in that industry is you have your little black book of clients. And it's okay to touch base with them gently every month or two or three months. You know, maybe even a month is, is too much. But every couple of months, you might just uh, you know, say hello. Just a quick little note. Say, hey, how you doing? Just want to make sure everything's cool. You know, let me know if you have any questions. Let me know if you need help. Let me know if you need, need advice. Keep yourself front and center in their mind by letting them know that you're available if they need. You don't need to nag them. All you need to do is remind them that you exist. And because you do such a good job, they're going to go, oh, yeah, well, I can't believe it's been so long since I've seen you. Is this making any sense, Becky? Yes, it is making um, 100% sense. But it's also very moralistic. Uh, well, it is a moralistic case. It's, it's, it's very, um, uh, it, I think moralistic is a word. I, I was, I was uh, confusing it with a, a sense of indignation. Um, it's the right way to do it. It's, uh, well, the right way to do it. That assumes that there's only one way. It's, it's a very good way to do it. It's a way of doing it without nagging, without, uh, uh, you know, bullshitting people. There's my exploitive of the day. Um, it's important to build up a clientele that is loyal and appreciates you and pays well because you, like any business, you don't want to blow your budget on advertising. You don't want to spend all your money advertising because that just means that more money you have to bring in just to pay for that. Um, now, how do we get here? Okay, before you even think about going pro, you have to complete, you have to have a complete and thorough understanding of your cards. I personally recommend the easiest way to learn the tarot ever and advanced tarot secrets. These are the two books that you need to go out and read professionally. End of story. Now, if you're not into that, via con Dios. Go with God. Read whatever books you want. Read off the internet. I, not my problem. Um, but whatever method you use, develop a thorough understanding of the cards. When a card comes up, know what it means. When a card comes up in a situation, know what it means versus if it comes up in a different situation. Same card. If a card comes up in a situation, know what it means if, if you ask this question versus that question. Because this is what's going to happen in your real life. And you don't want to be in front of a client and you think you're doing great and they look at you and go, that has nothing to do with me. 
or you're reading them and you think you're doing great and you hit a wall and you can't go any further. Or you're all excited about reading for a client and the cards come out and you're like, oh man, they're not talking to me. All of these things have happened. They've happened to me. They've happened to other people. Um, I'm not just making stuff up. Another one that I love is you're reading for someone to think you're doing well and they give you information that totally destroys everything you've said. And then you realize that you were reading the cards wrong. You know, you were, you were reading based off of, you know, well, the cards mean this and the card means this because the card meaning never changes and I just got to apply it to this situation. And they give you information and all of a sudden the cards make sense, but you've already opened your mouth and put your foot into it and said, all oh, this is going to happen and all this is going on. And they explain the situation a little better and you realize that the cards were right, but you were totally wrong. This happens. This happens to people. And uh, we don't like talking about it. We don't like admitting it. But uh, there's no one that it hasn't happened to. I, I tell you all this because I don't want it to happen to you, not to you, Becky, not to anybody who's listening. And if it does happen to you, the time to get all of these marbles out of your brain and out of your mouth are when you're doing your free readings. Um, is that making sense, Becky? Yes, it does. And, um, you know, this is why I think it's so important, because also on a practical note, it's like learning anything i mean one of the things that i found hardest when i started doing readings for people is i mean there's enough tarot jokes out there but you know kind of the scenario where you're doing a reading for someone and all you're getting is like the tower and the ten of swords and everything else and it's all a bit doom and gloom there's a skill in itself learning to deliver possibly more sensitive outcomes that people either may not be expecting or not want and I mean it's a bit like classic example because everybody seems to do it is kind of someone coming to you for relationship advice and you're going to be telling them something that they don't want to hear um you know it's a skill in itself learning those interpersonal skills is a skill in themselves yeah so no this no, is where it works Yes. Oh, my God. That's what I, from the very beginning, I said there's so much more to reading than just being able to cast a spread. you got to understand your client. You have to have a, a good bedside manner. Uh, you, you can't lie. Can't, 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 can't lie. I will say it over and over. Don't ever lie. Don't bullshit your clients I've, I've seen psychics do this over and over i mean good psychics who, who have real talent but they feel they need a crutch and and it just bothers me because they're better than that but so we so we don't do that i mean we means you who is ever listening near five thousand is like what's this this is a recording here i'm not right whatever point in history you're listening to this don't fucking lie to your client there's no excuse okay having said that i'm gonna say something else um there are ways to deliver information becky if i said your beauty is timeless you might go on a date with me if i said yeah you got a face i can stop a clock you'd probably clock me <laughs> i've said the same 
thing, but I haven't said the same thing because of the choice of words that I've used. I could argue, you know, the thing is that we have to be able to deliver information intelligently and accurately, but in a way that our clients will understand what it is that we need them to know. We don't need our clients interpreting the cards for us. Um, and some clients will do that. This is why we have a lot of practice readings. We give a you give away readings at least a hundred people before you charge a dime at a minimum of a hundred people. I want you to deal with problem clients, uh, outdoors, indoors, quiet rooms, noisy parties, bars. I want you to read when you're drunk if you are of age and choose to imbibe. If you don't, then don't. But I want you to drink when you're, I mean, I just want to drink. I want to drink. I want you to read when you're tired or sleepy. I want you to read when you're hungry. I want you to read when you're in the zone. You need to be able to, it's no different than learning your physical body. You need to figure out what works for you, what doesn't, and how to tell when you're off. Because you could be giving a reading and forget that you didn't get any sleep last night. Or you say, oh, I can muscle through it. Or oh, I've only had 18 vodkas. Um, I don't think it's possible to have 18 vodkas. And if it is, I, I'm afraid. <laughs> but um, the point being is, when you are reading professionally, you need to have that experience so that your mind goes, oh, I feel I'm on the right track. They're lying to me. I know I'm I'm in the zone. This is right. Because sometimes your client's lying. Uh, versus other times when you go, oh, man, I'm just not getting it. You know, I, and it's okay not to get it. It's okay to have a bad day. Just give your client their money back uh, or, or don't take their money. Um, but nothing is more important than your reputation. And to be able to understand what's going on with you and whether your client is lying to you, is giving you the information, is helping you, is uh, working against you, but still wants information, uh, or whether it's you, you know, when you're feeling happy, sad, um, that comes with experience. You don't need years and years of experience, although years of proper, perfect practice makes you an expert in your field. Um, but a minimum, you know, a hard number, 100 people. I'm going to read for 100 people. And I don't mean little three-card readings. Oh, one, two, three cards. Okay, done. Oh, no, three cards, done. Yeah. Oh, I read for 100 people. I gave them one-card readings or three-card readings over the Internet in three days. And now I'm ready to charge a million dollars an hour. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, get out there. And it, it's like it's like life. Don't go out and get married at 16 if you can avoid it. Try to try to at least experience life a bit. You know, grow up, get some maturity uh, before you put that kind of, of heavy-duty burden on yourself. Um, no different than the tarot. Get out there and kick up your heels. Make your mistakes early on. Um, it's so much easier and more fun to screw it up when somebody is getting a free reading off of you than it is when you're reading in public or you're getting paid for it and your money, the money is sitting right there. You're like, ah, uh, you didn't earn that money or the client goes, this is crap. And worse, we never know how influential our clients are going to be. We never know what person is going to tell us 
tell the world how great we are or how much we suck because it's that whole six degrees of separation thing. Yeah, a client walks in and it's like, ah, oh, you give a reading and I, she's like, ah, oh, thank you, that's great. Well, her friend is Oprah, you know, <laughs> and next thing you know, you're on the world stage. Uh, or her, her, um, she's secretly a producer for some news magazine. And it's like, oh, we're doing a special report on crappy readers, namely Dusty White. It's like, oh, no. <laughs> so you don't want to. You, there's no real such thing as on-the-job training in this industry. You don't want to just go in and say, okay, uh, I'm going to charge a dollar a minute. That's $60 an hour. Look at me. And I'll learn as I go. We are much more than just psychics. We are guides. Just like Becky said, you've got to be able to deliver the information. You've got to be able to know what the information is. You have to know what the cards mean. And I don't say all this to scare you. I say this to just breathe and take your time and focus and do it right. Um, and most of what you'll need to know, assuming you've studied, um, but most of the practical knowledge you need to know comes from getting out there and doing it. There's nothing like getting out there and reading at a coffee house um, or reading at a party, you know, one after the other, the other. Um, reading for your friends and family who, you know, you're scared to tell them bad news. Reading for a complete strangers, so you have no idea who they are or what's going on in their life. You're just going to say, here you go. Here's what I'm saying. And you could be saying a whole bunch of things and they could look at you and go, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. It's, it's taking that leap. This is the preparatory work that you do before you start charging. Do you have anything to add to that, Becky, before I start ranting about something else? No, because I, I think you've covered all of my questions as in the when in a practical and the how. And the only other thing that I'd just reiterate is like I said before, it's just appreciating the reason that we take the time and do the preparation and do the practice before you start charging is I know that for me, I, I, I know I said it before, but it's something that I feel so strongly. It's the fact that, you know, as a tarot reader, you're in such a privileged position. So you owe it to the person in front of you, you know, to have done all your background work and done your training and done your preparation, because what you're telling them, you're essentially affecting someone's life by the guidance that you're giving. So, you know, you need to be able to do it properly because, you know, I'm not, it's a bit like, it's a bit like a plastic surgeon. Yeah. Hold on. Let me ask you. You are, okay. Mm -hmm. I don't want to open up a can of worms by this, but I doubt the FTC, FCC, SEC, blah, 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 NSA as well. They might be listening. Mm -hmm. But nobody's listening to this dopey podcast uh, of any authority. But let's say um, that you... um, a client comes to you and they ask you for advice and you give them advice versus going to a licensed psychologist or a lawyer who gives them advice or a doctor who gives them advice. Um, in certain cases, and it changes depending on your jurisdiction, what country and county you live in, but a client could sue their doctor or lawyer or counselor for giving them crappy advice. 
Mm. Um, we can get away with saying whatever the hell we want. I absolutely don't want that taken out of context. I absolutely don't want people to go, oh. But the fact is, I mean, look at this, um, like the emails we got, you know, we were talking about. Yeah. Kidding. This is what's going on. And in the $5 special, oh, you got a gypsy curse on you. Um, no offense to gypsies. It's just, this is the stereotypical thing they say. I, we always we always hear the word gypsy and like, you know what, I feel bad for the gypsies because they're getting like ragged on. You know, they're like, what? What's, I don't even know this guy. Uh, I didn't put a curse on you. Know, you know. uh, the thing is that traditionally, and by letter of the law, as I understand, by the way, attention, attention, Kmart shoppers, attention the world. I am not a lawyer. I'm not dispensing any legal advice. Don't take this as some kind of uh, quote. But as far as I understand, we can and have been able to pretty much say whatever we want. Because nobody takes it seriously. And, and a legal person, all right, you're a psychic. All right. But, ah, oh, you go to a doctor says, oh, you got a brain tumor. Oh, so you start living your life if you, as if you have a brain tumor. You sell your things. You, right? and, and it turns out that, that he didn't. Uh, can you do something about it? I don't know. But there is this thing called uh, malpractice. And it's huge here in the United States. You know, it's caused insurance rates to go through the roof. I, you know, I get it. That's the system. I, I don't have a comment either way on it. Other than to say that we are in a very privileged position. But we are giving information that people will act on and yeah. people will, will make money and lose money based on what their psychic has said to them. They will ruin their relationships, fix their relationships or date some people instead of others. And if you date this person versus that person, then we have to look at, at how that pans out. Well, I would have gotten married and had three kids and been a stockbroker, but instead I married this lady and uh, joined, uh, ran away to join the circus. I mean, these little decisions that uh, are based on a, what we are uh, discussing could have potentially huge implications. This is not including our corporate clients. Um, so it's imperative that we do the best we can, but also know how to protect ourselves. Uh, know how to say things and, so that we aren't going out there and delivering guarantees and promises and, and absolutes. Um, I'm not saying we should couch our terms. Uh, say, well, uh, but this is just something you need to understand. This is just something you need to know before you go into, before you hang up that shingle. You can't put up a sign that says, I guarantee I will win the lottery for you. Give me $5. I mean, that, that's an obvious example. But stepping back into the subtleties of the gray area, we have to be able to speak to our clients in a way that they understand and will apply the information that we've given them. And we need to make sure that we are giving the most accurate and clear information we can because we, we don't want them to come back and sue us. We don't want uh, them to give us a bad reputation. We do want them to come back and say, wow, it was amazing. Um, I've profited from your information. They won't say that. They'll say, oh, such and such worked out. You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
That's the best feeling in the world. I love my testimonials. I keep talking about how I wallpaper my... I haven't done it, but I, I probably could. Uh, I want every one of you to have the ability to wallpaper your house, apartment, shack, tent, palace, whatever, with glowing testimonials. And that's why I'm, I'm harping on this. Now, how do we get started? And then, then we'll go back to Becky. You're just starting out. You've given your 100 free readings. Uh, you know, you've studied. Uh, look, whatever books you've studied, fine. But I'm going to say you've taken my course. You've um, read the easiest way to learn the tarot ever. And you've done the workbook. You've read Advanced Tarot Secrets. You've worked with a study buddy. In other words, you're hot shit. You're like, oh, I got this. You've read for 100 people. You got a feeling. You're not worldwide, but you got a good feeling of how clients are. What they say, what they don't say, when they lie, when they're trying to, I'm going to prove that you, you're real before I actually ask you my real question. Or I'm going to make up something and see if you know that I'm making it up. I mean, clients, clients are just people. They're going to screw with your head. Don't take it personally. Because... As Becky said, we're in such a privileged position. People think that we're either fakes or that we've got this ungodly, amazing, superhuman power. Or, or godly, superhuman, amazing power, however you want to put it. Um, so we have to know that. So that when there's money and reputation on the line, we are unfaced. We, we, we go in, do our job, kick holy ass right. Blam, blam, blam. You're like, wow, that was the best thing ever. Yeah, I know. Uh, this is the tip jar. Shake, shake, shake. So the very first thing, you're, you're just starting out. Read for coffee and a pastry. Uh, I mean, only do free readings until you have your chops. I say 100 people. Some of you will go, ah, I'll give five free readings and I'll start charging. You know? uh, 100 is a cushion because I want you to read for tens of thousands of people like I have, like others have. Um, 100 free readings is nothing. Um, it's your next 100 readings that are going to make money. But if you have to, read for coffee and a pastry. You know, it, once you realize that, don't read for free. And, and damn it, damn it, damn it, don't read for donations. Tui, that's the sign of weakness. Uh, screw that. If you have to read for free, don't... Reading for donations is desperate. And besides, you're not a church. Churches get donations. And even they're like, you know, we're going to pass around the plate, you know. Time to time to put the money in there. Um, if, if you're going to read for donations, do this instead. Read for free and tell your clients to tip you. Becky, you are going to read for free and you're going to say, hey, I'm not going to charge you for this, but I'd like you to tip me you know, when it's done, if you think I've done a job, you know, rephrase it if you like, but you're coming at it from a position of power and you're allowing your client with a tip, you're, you're appealing to their generosity, but you're leaving them in control. They can say, I'll give you a dollar. They can say, I was, you know, or tip. Yeah, I'll give you $20. I'll give, I'll give you a hundred dollars because I'm rich, you know? Um, and donation, suggested donation. You know what suggested donation means? It means price tag that I, but I'm using the special term so I can get around some legal loophole by calling a 
suggested donation. There's no suggested donation. A donation is I give what I want. A suggested donation is a price tag. So don't don't fall into that trap. Let other idiots, let, let other people be idiots. Let other people do it wrong. You guys listen to this, and this is a very private podcast. We only got like sixty thousand people out of what seven billion people on the planet. You guys need to be the best in the world. So yeah, uh, I know some readers who actually read for a six pack of beer. I mean, it's premium stuff, of course. You know, stuff that's like. Uh, Eight ten dollars a six pack. Uh, would it be like um, six, uh, seven, eight pounds? Um, you know, um, not not the not the swill, not that cheap American swill. <laughs> Coors hams. <laughs> oh God, I just so shudder. Um, I want to say PBR, but I won't. I mean, I I, I just but I won't. I know people. The funny thing is that. Uh, I, I thought it was funny, but I uh, I watch these people, and you know what? They read they read for beer money because they, they don't want the hassle of uh, of you know charging money. But they're really good. They're really fun. They're funny people, and it's funny because somebody will drop ten twenty dollars buying them a couple of six packs of, of really good beer, versus the idea of paying. 10 or $20 cash for reading. It's like, what? So it's really when you're starting out, you've done your basic readings, um, at least start off with a point where you're in that mode where you're not quite ready to charge, you know, $20, $40 for 15 minutes. Um, Hit people based on their generosity. That's why I say coffee and a pastry. Coffee and a pastry, I'm thinking like Starbucks, you know, five bucks for coffee, four bucks for pastry. That's still nine dollars for 15 minutes of your time. Nine times four is thirty six. Thirty six dollars an hour uh, is not a bad rate, you know, when you're first starting out. But it has a more social flavor. It it makes people feel like they're giving you something even so you're because you're giving them something for free. The word free never never enters into it. I want you to train your clients to pay you. Meaning they buy you a coffee or a six pack uh, or pastry or dinner. Well, when next time when it's time to fork over cash, it's not that much of a shock. But going from free to paid with people creates a psychological barrier. It's a hurdle they have to cover. So once you get your free readings out of the way, never go back. If you're going to give free readings because you're a good person or you're donating for children with cancer and one leg who don't can't afford a pony to ride on, yes, God bless you. God bless us all, Mr. Scrooge. Um, but you got rent to pay. You know, supplement your uh, existence expenses, you know, like, like food. By having somebody buy you dinner, that's just as good because that money can—that's money you would apply to rent anyway. Um, is this making sense, Becky? Yes, completely. All right, look, let's wrap it up. You tell me what you think or what you would like to to our wonderful, wonderful listener. I'll have one. Our, our listeners would um, 
benefit from. Because that's the thing. If they're willing to listen to this, it's got to have value. Thank you, listener. <laughs> Peggy, what do you got? Um, I mean, the thing is, it's just sort of reiterating what we've covered this evening and the fact that, um, you know, my question to you right at the beginning was, when do you know? And it's doing the preparation and doing the study, then being ready at that point. Like I've said a couple of times now, it's kind of realising um, the privileged position you're in. Um, but, you know, it's tonight's been a bit kind of serious and a bit finger-wagging because this is a serious kind of um, point in money. the whole process. talking about people's money yep. on the table. And the yeah. other side of it, with me on the other side of the table, is the fact that people's lives, so it, you know, it very yeah. definitely needs to have a serious tone, but in the process of it all, have fun with it all, enjoy it, realise that when you're doing your 100 readings, you are going to make, because I've been there, I have done that, I will guarantee I have made every mistake tens of times, um, before I even got to the point where I wouldn't have felt right taking somebody's money because I knew I wasn't ready. Whereas now I kind of will happily do sort of group readings with like a tarot party kind of set up. And, you know, mm -hmm. I said a couple mm -hmm. of podcasts, a couple of podcasts back that, you know, I didn't just get tipped once. I got tipped twice, three times and was laying things bare. And that is the best feeling in the world and to get repeat clients is the best feeling in the world because you know that what you're telling people is correct um so i think the other side of that is have fun in the process of the learning you know with your 100 clients and you are going to make mistakes and don't beat yourself up about it because it is all a learning curve and when you've got that first person sat in front of you with arms crossed going you think it you tell me mm -hmm, yeah. or someone feeding you false information you need to go through that because forewarned is forearmed and i think if you take the pressure off yourself when you're doing those 100 readings, just using 100 as the magic number, when you're taking the pressure off yourself and you're sat there thinking, right, I'm in this for the experience right now rather than the money, once you take that the pressure off of thinking you have to give somebody value for money and you're thinking you just have to give someone value because you're giving them a reading, that's when things start flowing. And you actually want the problem people and you want the problem clients and you want the people that are going to be difficult because by the time you're ready and you've done the preparation and you're actually doing proper paid readings when I had it I had someone recently who did the whole she was basically feeding me false information until the cards decided to give me a helping hand and just literally laid out what was going on. And she kind of looked very, very sheepish, admitted it. And then we kind of actually had a proper reading once she'd stopped faffing around. So, you know, enjoy the mistakes, make the mistake, realize they're there for a reason, realize that there is a point to all of this. Don't put the pressure on yourself of charging straight away because I think mentally it's just, it's too much. And then when you are at the point and you have done all of that, that's when it'll all flow. And never, I say this every single podcast, never, ever, ever underestimate the importance of the study and the 
yes, preparation. Yes. It flows, and it's like I've said before, I've been there. I've studied with, yeah, it's me on my soapbox now. Sorry, you're captain. But, you know, just no, the, sort just of the last bit, you know, I've... Oh, sorry. It's ahead, um, I've studied with you, um, and I make my mistakes, and I've learned from my mistakes, and I'm a hundred times better than I ever was because I have studied, I do study, and it works. And now I will step off my soapbox. I feel no, so strongly about this. I really wanted to do this. You mentioned f- finger wagging, and you absolutely right. Um, I came at everybody hard tonight um, because. This is something that we have to understand is it's nice to think that everybody's sunshine and fluffy bunny rainbows, but that's what gets us in trouble. There are, um, there are a lot of bad people out there. I mean, I'm not saying like the world is filled with bad people, but the point is that there are enough bad people out there, either people who are giving crappy readings or outright thieves and liars, like the people we talked about earlier, that we have to be aware of this because our clients are aware of it. Becky, if you never bothered taking tarot lessons, you still would have gotten that, that email. You still would have gotten that impression that psychics or tarot readers, this is their modus operandi. This is what they do and how they do it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, and that could partially be the reason why your one client you talked to you, uh, earlier was kind of giving you false information to kind of make sure that you're right or, you know, because um, clients lie for a lot of reasons. You know, you just treat them like a pet. Just understand that you got to make them feel comfortable and and that, and also that you're not going to take any crap from them um, and, and, you know, they'll step in line. Or you just kick them out. You do not have to read for anybody. There's, there's nobody that you're like, oh, I, I must read for this person. So, yeah, it came down hard because we are talking about people's lives and people's money. And you guys give me your time, and I appreciate that. So I want to give you the very best information you will find anywhere. And we're not, we don't go through a whole bunch of gobbledygook on my personal religious or spiritual beliefs uh, about how the tarot's from Egypt and, uh, you know, uh, made up information. We talk about real life things that will put money in your pocket, real life things that will make you a better reader. Uh, and then, and then fun games, of course. But, um, today was one of the days that we had to talk about the business side of reading because it's great being able to read and do the games and everything. And then you go, well, I want to read professionally. And then a wall comes down, bam, because then there, then there's the real world crap how do i go out doing it and i've seen people fail like i said i don't want to see you guys fail so take all of this information grain of salt let me know how it works for you know that i'm here for you let me help you i have a course coming up in summer nine week tarot course in the meantime take all this free information study it it's free um putting out podcasts we'll come out with more written lessons and videos soon but i'm working on the easiest way to learn astrology right now um comment on the podcast subscribe on itunes it's free sign up for the free newsletter which has all of the lessons uh at 
easytarotlessons.com or advancedtarotsecrets.com. And uh, that's pretty much it. You, you do the do the exercises, get to practice, get a study buddy, have a good time, take your um, lessons seriously, treat it like it's a business, treat it like this is your university education and you're going to go out and make a career out of this because it's a fun job. Becky, thanks. I'm, you know, you're like eight hours ahead of me. So, uh, oh, hmm. time for bed. <laughs> have a good night, Becky. Bye, Dusty. Thanks, everybody. Bye.